Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome to Funny, Loud, and Gay. We are back, 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 back. And um, today is a very, very special episode for me because I have one of my really good friends, Sean, into the, in the studio. He's amazing. He's fun. I love him. You'll love him. Like, so we're going to be like so excited to get into that um, into the episode. But first, I want to start off by um, telling everyone what the episode is going to be about. Today's episode is about uh, coming out like um, in light of probably being last month. And um, me not being able to get into the whole studio, like to get like, you know, all my episodes out, um, out was one of the ones I really wanted to do because I felt like that one's a special one to my heart because I feel like this can help a lot of people out. Like, you know, because there are some people who probably aren't out and they want to come out and they probably don't you know know how to come out or there are people who just, you know, don't give a fuck. But this one's special to me because I think it's very important so anyway, let's jump right into it. We have Sean in the studio today. Sean, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah. Excited for the show. <laughs> yes. So Sean, this is your first time on Funny, Loud, and Gay. How exciting is this? Uh, so exciting. My first podcast ever. Oh my God. Yeah. First podcast ever. So I'm super honored that you chose me to speak today. I'm Aww. really excited. Yes. It's definitely like a discussion that's really important yeah definitely i wish that i had somebody to also listen to when i was struggling with these same issues i know right like because it's so goddamn important like i just you know for me like um well i guess for everyone like you just said it's very important to have like uh that voice or just to be seen like because you know i'm you know what i'm loving right now i know i'm jumping all over but i'm loving that like there are so many TV shows and like, I don't know if you have Apple TV, but um, they have like this whole series about. I think that was the ghost. <laughs> See this shit. It doesn't I'm matter sorry, what y'all. time of day it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's night, light out. These fucking ghosts in this bitch are like, oh my God. Oh, that just scared the shit out of me. Vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> you vengeful demon bitch. But they usually are quiet until I'm alone. So maybe they're after you today. What if that was the whole scheme just to get you into the studio, like just to like exact some like revenge on your family because you have a curse? Probably some family from the 1800s just coming back. From yeah, me. for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely sure of that. Like, you're a ginger. <laughs> so that makes sense. Like, that's your curse. <laughs> Potato famine. I'm not a ginger phobe, you guys. So don't. <laughs> he can say it. he has one ginger hair. I'm a, I, I have. <laughs> Wait, I actually do have, like, a couple of, like, ginger hairs, like, that pop up. It's so weird. Like, I'll have one that pops up in my beard or, like, on my nut sack or something. But that's where they belong, in your nuts, because you, know. you guys aren't real people, you know? Yeah. Um. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Sean, let's uh, dive right into this episode. Wait, no, we were in the middle of something, and then the ghost completely distracted us. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go back to, I was talking about Apple TV. So, they have this whole series called, um, okay, I mean, fuck, I have, I have my computer today, you guys, so um, I'm going to be, I'm a little more prepared, because last week I, I forgot my iPad, and it was fucking hell, and, like, I couldn't get any of my stats, and, like, you know, um, even though I know all of them are positive. Mm. <laughs> Grateful. <laughs> Grateful. Yes. Um, so there's a show on Apple TV called Visible Visible Out on TV. If you guys have the time, go check that shit out. It is so good. It like just literally goes over like the whole history about 
um, being seen and, you know, being visible on in television and movies throughout the entire history of television. And it's so fucking good. Like, I... I cried a little bit in some parts because it was just like, wow, I can't believe we like literally was going through all that. Um, And the fact that we're like still not where we should be as a society, but we're here. So baby steps, right? I mean, you're seeing improvement, you're seeing exposure, you're seeing visibility a little bit, but we're still have so far to go. So far to go. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, all right, let's get, let's talk about you, Sean. Let's get, let's get a little bit of your backstory. Like, your, your family's pretty religious, right? Uh, yeah. So um, my mom's side is not necessarily like very religious, but they do uh, hold very conservative values. It's my dad's side that was the religious side. Definitely okay. very Christian and Catholic members on both on uh, his side. Um, but like the hardest part was when I was dealing with my, like probably the climax of my identity crisis, trying to figure out if, you know, I was gay, like fighting back those feelings is when my dad had found religion mm-hmm. and started really diving into it oh shit Whereas, that's like the worst time oh 100 because like when you first start you get hard you you don't dip your toe in yeah <laughs> deep end yeah yeah and um this was yeah like right around uh, the end of high school i was finally understanding that there's a you know, i was just denying as much as possible but it got much worse once my father had become that born again Christian who all of a sudden held all these values that he never had the first 17 years of my life. Really? Yeah. So I had attempted to uh, get involved with the church like he had. Yeah. Classic pray the gay away. Oh my gosh. Possible. So, I mean, I saw how proud he was of me being there with him, following the path, getting baptized. So it's just a really crazy time. Yeah. And you were like in there, like, for sure. Uh, I was in there, had my picture on that front lobby. <laughs> <laughs> my Justin Bieber hair swept to the side. Oh my God, I got to see this. Please send this. I can put it on our website because people need to see this. Uh, the fact that I was passing as straight is. <laughs> you were passing? <laughs> uh, listen, I think all gingers are gay, so there's no way that you were passing, you know? No, I mean, maybe it's just. <laughs> My family was really, really deep in denial. <laughs> so in denial. They're like, you keep bringing guys home. I love that you have such camaraderie. I mean. Camaraderie? Com- how do you? Come. Camaraderie. Camaraderie? Camaraderie, yeah. Com- Call it comrade, but camaraderie, I think. Conraderie. Whatever. Conrad. <laughs> Conrad. Uh, <laughs> there's a Conrad someone um, that's famous, right? <laughs> Probably. Conrad Dixon's. I don't know. Okay, so and so you had to so you were more on the Christian side. You didn't really go too much into the Catholic uh, part of your family. Yeah, um, my grandfather was really the only Catholic in the family, and then he had like converted to Christianity when he was uh, married with my grandma. Okay, yeah, yeah, because my family is really religious. Also, I talked about that last week on um, last week's episode, and that was like probably like the scariest thing because. You have people telling you all the time that, you know, gay people are going to hell and like they deserve everything they get and all this shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I hate was always whenever like disaster would hit in like a state or something like they would be like, well, you know, that reason why it happened was because there's so many gays there. And you're like, really? The the sin is so concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the gays. Yeah. Like, I'm like, really? Like, okay, girl, bye. Like, 
It's so yeah, it's I mean, so ignorant. Gays are definitely always a scapegoat. <laughs> Seriously. And I was like, so wait, you mean to tell me that he smited everyone in that whole country that's probably, well, let's just say, I want to say like Louisiana, that's pretty conservative. That's a red state, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have New Orleans that's very, you know, more open and like liberal, but. Yeah, but compared think, to the rest of the. Yeah, I think overall Louisiana is like a red state. And I remember people saying like, oh, the reason why Katrina happened was because there's so many gays there. And you're like, girl, but really? I went there. I saw two gay bars. <laughs> right, exactly. Both were empty. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just fucking on the streets, so it yeah, doesn't but- matter. <laughs> I can't host. <laughs> I can't host. <laughs> that is really like mm. so so okay when you first came out did you come out as uh bisexual or did you come out as full gay right, well let's start off when what age did you come out so i didn't come out until i was 22 so 22 okay I, yeah, I was already um a, so i was a junior in college and i had just started secretly dating my first boyfriend secretly Ooh, yeah. scandalous so like none of my best friends in college were aware i was trying to see this guy on the side wait no one knew not even your like you weren't even out to your college friends no oh shit like, like my two best friends that i had gotten so close with who i thought you would have thought that i mean in college that's kind of a time to experiment yeah, that's when everyone be, like comes out yeah and you open up to your friends first but i was just so deep in the closet like again, from, it's not just the religious background, but like I mean, growing up in Orange County, in the right, part yeah, where I did, grow, like, it's super conservative. Like still, even now, we see progress, but constantly on the streets. Like literally oh, the other no. day, I was walking. My I have two gay roommates, and we were just walking my dog two mornings ago. And as we left our complex, a guy walks by and literally spit at our feet. No, like, not even like it's not like we were fifteen feet away. We were right next to him. We pulled, we walked out, like stepped off to the side so he could keep walking. And he spit directly at our feet and kept walking. And like, just the, like, that's just a common thing. Oh my gosh. Like, I see. I think that's, that's why I really wanted to have you on because like you and I are like polar opposites as far as like, I guess, physiques and even just like living you know, our out lives because yeah. like, you know, I'm a six foot four black guy. Nobody fucks with me, but you know, you're a little slimmer. Like, yeah. no, you're really slim. Yeah, and like, yeah, I was, slim. I, you know, I was trying to make myself seem smaller, but you know, a little very dainty, but I'm skinny as a needle. No, he's skinny. He's like, he's, you're a little, you're slimmer and yeah. like, you know, you're white and you, you know, you have red hair and like, so you're not as like, probably like, I want to say intimidating as probably I would be. So like, how was that? Like, I mean, obviously, somebody because that's never happened to me. Like the the I guess I don't know. I guess it's like levels, but like I would get attacked more. Like not even attacked, but like it would be more race bait things than it would be my homosexuality first. Yeah. I guess, but like that's that has to be crazy. Like just to think, like you know. Well, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's I'm I might be tall. I'm like six one, six two, but mm-hmm. I weigh like a hundred and fifty pounds. Wet. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. I'm always wet, though. He's always wet. Mm. Uh, hey, get a mop for that wet juice you, you're dropping down on my floor. Saving it for later. We just steam cleaned. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, like, I am I definitely don't come off as this large, intimidating person. Uh, my mannerisms are not necessarily, like, flamboyant or feminine, but mm-hmm. I don't. When, when you first see me, you definitely don't see straight masculine mm-hmm. white boy yeah 
So, yeah, definitely, like, every... Because I still live in Orange County, and so it's constantly, like, having to put on that... Well, I have to, like, struggle with the decision of whether I'm going out into the world being my true self or I have to mm. put on this kind of bland, like, dialed-down version of, you know, my true self in yeah. order to not draw more attention to myself. And because usually the attention that I would draw would be negative attention. Yeah. Uh, like I had mentioned about the guy spitting on me in the streets, it's just a kind of normal thing to be in Orange County. If you go to like a straight bar there, if it's you and maybe your girlfriends or yeah. you could be there with your straight like guy friends, yeah. but you're always like singled out as the like flaming homosexual of the yeah. room yeah. that is ruining everybody else's time with your presence. Yeah. And it's up to them to make you feel bad about yourself and get you out so they can feel better. Ew, that's so disgusting. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, not to like shout out this bar, but there's this bar right down the street from my house called Lucky John's. Lucky John's in Garden Grove. <laughs> Pay him. <laughs> Lucky John's. <laughs> Maybe don't. Wait till I'm done with this description. Oh, yeah. I was like, let's hear oh, the rest evening. of the story. <laughs> I had like gone there with my now ex-boyfriend. Um, this was before. Which one? <laughs> I'm just- <laughs> Just where's my fan? Where's my fan? Where's my fan? Uh, Just these sunglasses shade. off. It's shady in here. <laughs> um, you know, like I had been there before many times with different friends after work. Yeah. Um, no problem. But this was the time where it's just me and him. Obviously, you know, dressed slightly better than their average person. I mean, in that room. obviously. Um, by the way, let's. I want to shout out his little outfit right now. Like, come on, bedazzled ass hat. What does it say? Says Lalo, which is short for Leilani Lopez, which is my roommate drag queen. Oh, come on. Yeah, come on, out. drag uh, drag mama. <laughs> come on, drag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck my drag. Fuck my drag, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then your shirt, I freaking love it. Uh, come out and party. Oh, my. And it has a huge, beautiful rainbow on it. I love it. Yes, yes. And then the black jean jacket just to, you know, tie in the masculine. Butch it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's a butch queen. But as soon as you're out, like, you throw that jacket off and, like, hit that motherfucking runway. Uh, Take it to the runway. Runway. Right. Take it to the runway. Runway. Piss cat, 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 cat. Ew, ew, ew. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like me and this is why me and Sean can't have a conversation because we veer off into so many different topics. <laughs> That's why I have to keep absolute track of where the hell we are because so we just got notes. It's just notes, notes, iPads, uh computers, all of it here, down. So anyway, um <laughs> so you were saying you were at the uh, Patrick um the McGilligan's. Lucky John. Yeah, Ben McGill. <laughs> McGillicuddy's McGillicuddy's dive bars dive and bar. ends. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, McGillicuddy. Come on, McGillicuddy. <laughs> uh, Lucky John's, yeah. Garden Lucky Grove John's with my now ex. And is this any had- association to Papa John's? Because if it is, you already know where the story's going. Uh, I wish. <laughs> okay. Then it had some redeeming quality. Right. This one does not. Aw. Um, so yeah, we had gone in there. It was pretty, it was pretty packed. Not very many open seating. The only open seating was like at the bar top, but it was like every other stool. So we basically ordered a drink and stood around for a few minutes waiting for something to open up. And finally something did open up at the bar top. And it was like right next to like the well area where like people were ordering drinks. This bitch um, is over here using like some real ass fucking uh, terms that only fucking servers will know. My, Speak English. <laughs> we were by the order station. Oh, I know where that bar. is. You're no. at the bar. At the bar. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, we're, yeah, so we had sat down and a group of guys, it was like four or five of them, were just like eyeing us the whole time. Um, but I was like, hey, like you, are you throwing this orgy or what? You said that? No, I wish. Oh, I was like, bitch, no, come on, tell me how the orgy no, went. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> again, this is, so this, that's the, that's what I'm saying the difference is because I would have said that. <laughs> like, no, but not in this place. Like, yeah, whereas I'm like totally not feeling safe at all at this yeah. moment. Like, yeah, and these guys like come stumbling over drunk and they immediately start like questioning us. Like, so where are you from? Like, meanwhile, I grew up in this area my entire life. Yeah. Where are you from? What are you doing here? Like, and so immediately we started getting like on guard and like, okay, like what's going on. And after their questioning, like continued, most of them had dispersed, but one stayed behind who was like the most drunk of all. And he got the right. The bottom probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. The one who's just super disappointed with his wife. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he had like stayed there and he was staring at us and he gotten like really close to our face and he holds his beer out right to like just inches away from our face. He goes, you better cheers me. We're like, okay, what? So we had to, like, he did this like power move where he had to make us feel intimidated. Yeah. In order for him to feel better and move on. Oh my God. So we obviously chugged our drinks and bounced because I mean, it definitely wasn't a safe space. Yeah, for sure. Because Orange County is definitely still this conservative area where these people feel safe coming out as being bigots and assholes. Yeah. Like homophobic yeah. racist. <clears throat> as fuck racist yeah and they know people will have their back like people aren't gonna stop them they're mm -hmm. going to join them yeah god that has to be like so scary like that's and that's the reason that's a main reason why like because like i like we i don't know if you remember when we went to um autumn's christmas party one of our other friends yeah and we both decided to like gay it all the way up like we went like we had on some eyeliner some, some glitter some nail polish Looking so good. Looking so scrumptious. Wearing my lace shirt nipples oh, out. Oh, you had your lace shirt on nipples out. And then um, I, I remember you made a comment like about uh, like, I think you were saying like, oh, are we going to be safe? Like going some, I forgot where we were. Because yeah, we were in LA, but we didn't, we mean you weren't aware of like this club that we we're going to. Yeah. Because again, I'm only aware of WeHo. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> but no, that just like really resonated with me because like, I never really truly genuinely think about that because I don't get harassed because like obviously my size and I don't know, maybe people don't assume I'm gay straight off the bat when they see me. But as soon as I start talking and dancing and flipping my hair and doing backflips and stunting, like then it's like, oh, okay, he's gay. But then I feel like I get the, so what I usually get, I feel like, cause they're still just as uncomfortable probably with, you know, the same way with you, but because maybe they don't think they can power over me. They then, come over trying to be like super funny and like and i and obviously i'm gonna throw it right back because like i throw the shade oh, with all the yeah. shades so like then we're throwing it back and then by the end of it they're like oh you want me to buy you a drink and i'm like sure sis like get that drink yeah all of a sudden you're friends because yeah they realize that they're not going to intimidate you exactly yeah, yeah. and then and then uh, there are the very small instances where someone did get a little crazy just like i talked about last week and that's when I get crazy because then <laughs> Bonquipi comes out like, and I don't play. Yeah, see you, yeah. see you next Tuesday. Here she is. See you next motherfucking Tuesday, and I will give it to them. So that's man, that's crazy. Just to even like hear like like that level of like fear that you have to live with. It, it like kind of like damn, like that freaking sucks. But you know, like um, I kind of feel that maybe like when I'm going to like 
a kind of like a concert. Well, okay, I'm gonna just say I had like one time where I really felt like that, but it was like the opposite. It was like because I was black. So we went to this um, veteran. Me and my friends went to a thanks a lot asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your podcast. Cut. Stop the podcast. Let's go. Pack it up. The fuck out of here. <laughs> So, okay, so I felt like that one time, uh, me and a bunch of my friends, we went to this uh, veterans bar in, like, um, the valley. Our, the valley, you're already uncomfortable, which period there, because, you know, it's crazy up there. But then to go to a veterans bar, it was, like, kind of nervous, nerve-wracking for me because um, it was a lot of Caucasian people there. And I felt uncomfortable because I was the only black guy there. So it was like, okay, it's a little weird. But by the end of the night, I was friends with, like, everyone at the bar. But I guess that's just my experience, you know, and that that's, you know, it's so important to hear other experiences from people because we all don't live exactly the same. But we came together and we're like really great friends. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Like looking at us, we look completely different. We completely obviously our different. stories are completely different. Yeah. But we've managed to just get connected over like the fact that we docked that one night. That- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sidebar. So we went to a gay wedding. Should we should we talk about it? The the gay the, wedding. The gay wedding. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to bring the story down, <laughs> what happened outside of the wedding was the best. <laughs> so yeah. I went to my first gay wedding. Was this your first? Gay it was wedding? my first gay wedding oh, as well. I think it was everyone's first gay wedding. It was super high standards. That it, we, we had okay. Listen, in our heads, we had this whole idea of a gay wedding we thought beyonce was coming out we thought it was gonna be a little side performance from j-lo some shakira oh, yeah lady gaga was gonna close the show lady gaga was gonna close like we just thought that this is gonna be this wedding of all weddings because it was a gay wedding now mind you the wedding was absolutely gorgeous like oh every, every detail they, was just- the detailing in this wedding was definitely gay standards i'll give them that but <laughs> aesthetically beautiful aesthetically beautiful but but. When it came to the wedding, like I don't even know what to call it because it was the it most was, vanilla. It was so vanilla, like not even like vanilla bean. Yeah, it was just basic, basic ass artificial vanilla. It was so like what the what, like this I'm, is this can't be a gay wedding. Like it just didn't make sense to me. No, yeah, and it was crazy because. They even had like some pyrotechnics. Oh my god, they had pyrotechnics! Like, like and you thought that was gonna like just open the show? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they really like our standards were so high. And then yeah. when it comes to the delivery, it it was just awful. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was everything was super late. Which I mean, of yeah. course, I mean, I figured if it was a gay wedding, gay that, wedding, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Of course, everything's been an hour late. No, and this was like a couple hours, couple late. hours late. Yeah. And by the time like we're all ready to just shake our asses and let our titties hang loose. Yeah. The dance floor is closed in like 30 minutes and we have to sit through like maybe an hour and a half of toast. Oh, in which they just read my friend, friend. Phil. Yeah, the the toast was like a huge read on on his friend who was married marrying a guy who had some money and this guy um didn't come from the same amount of money, I guess, and the guy with the money didn't even have any his family at the wedding, which was really weird. Oh, none of his family. None of his family. Just, I mean, 
family that he's made, which is super great. And super yeah, cool. I which, love it. yeah, it's so cool. But like, but none of his actual family. Yeah, none was of there. his actual family was there, and I don't even think that it was like a fact like his family abandoned. I, I don't know the guy, so I can't really speak for him. So yeah. it could have been that whole situation, but it just didn't seem that way. It just seems like he just didn't want his family there. Yeah, or. Because like all his Whatever. friends came off as like super like semi stuck up like come super from, stuck up like we're obviously better than you which is why we're seated over in this corner yeah and this is and, for the rest of you yeah so anyway we were in the rest of you section so <laughs> but we had we made our own fun did for what it was not come up to us and want to be our friend? how you doing so here okay so there was this like videographer 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 or videographer um. He was recording us all night because we were getting our lives. But I guarantee you, after the grooms, one of the grooms um, saw, he probably edited us out of every single part of that fucking wedding. Oh, 100%. Because we were getting our lives. I had a fan that said shade, and I was clacking that bitch so fucking hard. Like, baby, Ugh. life. Life. Who's mad at it? Anyway, so that's not even the most important part of this story. We just wanted to give you a little backup, a backdrop. So I guess one of the, so we got this beautiful Airbnb like that overlooked something or whatever because we were like in a winery area so it was yeah, like the like hills Temecula wine, Temecula wine country which I didn't I lived in Lake Elsinore for like six months and I didn't even know this shit was there like oh it's hit yeah my cousins literally lived like maybe three four miles from where that was at one point and like I didn't even know the shit was there like where the fuck I, yeah. <laughs> offended. So how y'all hiding that for me? So now I know. So I'll be visiting that place a lot when um, everything reopens. So anyway, we got a beautiful Airbnb, and Sean and I decide that we're going to have a slumber party. <laughs> um, and we were watching Friends. No, uh, um, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Because I was on a Home Improvement <laughs> kick. Because I love me some Brad, and I love me some Jonathan Taylor Thomas. How you mm, doing? Dripping. Right. So anyway, we we're in the bed, and then we. And we like literally turn and look at each other in our eye in each other's eyes, and then the bed collapses. <laughs> like the universe couldn't handle <laughs> our gay, our gayness, gayness. That gravity fucking collapsed. <laughs> I mean, granted, this was like a, a Kia, a Kia, it was, a Kia bed. It was an IKEA bed for sure, and it had literally like three planks to hold the whole bed up. I was so confused. But like the fear and, and like my heart racing when that shit collapsed, thinking, oh God. Yeah, it was like God really was. Well, the family definitely prayed over that house and they didn't want any homosexual vibes in there at all. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So basically, we were going to make love that night. We didn't. We didn't. Well, we ended up sleeping on the mattress on the floor. We did on the floor. <laughs> we like, that was so it. college. Wait, first off, I don't have time to fix no fucking Ikea mattress, yeah, no bed, fuck? at fucking midnight. Like, bitch, please. So anyway, all of our friends thinks we think we had sex that night because they were like, you guys broke the bed. Like, So anyway, that's the only going joke about us that, you know, we fucked that night, but we yeah. didn't. We only died. Or did we? Or did we not? Only you, I, and God would know. And he was... <laughs> I was gonna take it way too far. Um, I'm gonna stop now because because <laughs> I don't want to lose any more followers. Because people on Instagram love my shit, but then like my memes that I make, but then there are some of them that I know that crosses the line just a little too far. But and I appreciate me for it. No, but I appreciate but me I'm for not that. One of them, exactly. Boundaries. Who? I don't know her. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sean, we got to do a podcast. Stop. Oh, my God. Stop at. I keep taking this off. You keep Stop, taking yeah. off. Where were we even? Okay, so gay wedding, docking. We did all that. If you guys we're, know what docking is, look it up. It's amazing. We have um, very different backgrounds, but yet, yeah, here we are. Yeah, friends. Yeah. And I freaking love you. Like, I think you're so awesome. And I love you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. Tell oh, our stories. Reconnect. Yes. Come not we just by seen, the tip. We have, and we haven't seen each other in months because of uh, social distancing. Distancing. We're still social distancing, by the way. You know, like I told you guys, we set up the studio to where it's like we got some space in between each other. Space. So it's all to the good. Masks. Masks. I'm wearing a condom. I'm wearing two condoms. I'm also on prep, so... <laughs> can't be too can't, safe can't be too Not safe with our girl rona. we're gonna beat that bitch rona you're gonna learn today um okay so <laughs> so okay we talked about your uh religion and like so okay when you said you came out oh well let me i guess i'll talk about how i came out or when i well yeah let's talk about it real quick yeah so i was about 25 when i came out and i decided to come out on national television can you not see it? Listen to me. I got a podcast now. Like, I mean, it was only bound to happen, right? She goes for subtlety. I mean, hello. Like, I was I was real subtle with it. I was like, hi, Donnie, gay, good night. And then I left the show. And then that was it. I was on the real world. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was on this absolutely wonderful TV show called Next. So uh. when I was younger, I was, I'm not going to say I was a real inspi- aspiring actor, but I definitely knew I wanted to be on TV or radio or some shit. So I decided to go on a bunch of TV shows or try out for a bunch of TV shows and shit. I was really, I really wanted to go on the real world. Like that was really my goal. Yeah. But, um, they was like, no, we're going to cast you on next. <laughs> so. <laughs> you mean bang bus? <laughs> exactly. And they really were trying to get us to fuck on the bus. Like basically like they were like, so. How interested, or no, not interested. She was like, how comfortable are you with kissing on camera? And I'm like, well, bitch, first off, I'm not even out to my family yet. So just a little uncomfortable. And then also, I don't know who's on this fucking bus. Now, if you ask me that today, I'll be fucking fucking everyone on that bus. But back then, I was a little more scared, you know? She was shy. I was a little shy thing, you know? So I was uh, definitely not into just, like, making out with someone on a bus, especially some strangers. But, um... So anyway, I went on the show and then um, I got nexted in about five minutes because this was a weird ass date. So they took us to the Laugh Factory and they had a real ass audience and the guy wanted you to get up on stage and tell a joke. I'm not that kind of funny. Like You're I can't spontaneous. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like I'm I'm honestly I'm just sarcastic as fuck. That's all it is. That's all. I mean, Hilarious. you know, so that I'm just I can just tell a little quick jokey joke, but it's I, I don't know any punchline jokes. I don't know any setup joke. I'm not. That's not my kind yeah, of humor no. at all. So I was like, okay, like yeah, I'm funny, but not that kind of funny. Like, and also, bitch, can I get some time to write up a set? Like, because I would have did a deaf comedy jam in that bitch if I had a Real week. Quick. Real quick. I'd have been like, yo, mama, so fat. <laughs> <laughs> Setting you up for failure. For failure, you could have found your true love. Well, actually, no, because <laughs> this guy also was a porn star on this. If you guys have time to look it up, it's this thing called Dorm Life. So it's 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 this black gay company where they made porn where the guys were mostly like pretending to be DL and like 
They all lived in his dorm. But you know, none of it was filmed in a dorm. It was always filmed in like a garage or like right. <laughs> a hotel room or like a place where there's like a mattress on the floor. Well, I guess that could be a dorm. That could be a dorm yeah. yeah, the mattress on the floor. But it just didn't seem realistic. But I was buying every volume. So, so what can you do? What can you do? So anyway, one of the actors or one of the stars from that was the main dater on there. And when I saw him, I immediately recognized him. And I was just like, listen, I already seen you naked. There's no mystery anymore. Yeah, there's no mystery in this. Like, you know, if I'm going to win, it's just going to be for the money. Like, and don't get me wrong. I probably would have still sucked his dick, like, in the back of the bus. But, like, you know... You weren't taking him home to mama. I want to, yeah, I want to be able to take my, and my mom watches gay porn, so she probably would recognize him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be super uncomfortable. She's super like, super uncomfortable. No, my mom doesn't actually watch gay porn, but I have an aunt that loves gay porn. And it, yeah, it was so that weird. It's so amazing. It's, I know, right? And so, like, so weird. And she, no, but she also <laughs> likes, <clears throat> she also likes, I, well, I'm not sure how far she went in it, but she's told me that she would like to see a gay guy or two gay guys have sex, like in real life. And I was like, girl, if I would have known what I know now, I would have sent her right down to where she could have went to see all that. Oh. But back then, I didn't know any of this stuff. So obviously, I was like, oh, okay, that's really weird. So before I even came out, I was always afraid that she would be at a gay bar and catch me. So my first time going out, and you know what's so weird is that the first places that I used to go were in Orange County. Like, I lived in Long Beach, but I would drive out to Orange County to go to, like, gay bars because I was scared to go to gay bars in L.A., so I would drive all the way out to Orange County. So my first gay bar I ever went to was called Oz. It's like right there in the um, auto, like in the auto um, air district in uh, Bueno Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this little Mexican restaurant. I think it's still called Oz, or I don't know what the restaurant's actually called, but it's like a little seafood Mexican restaurant. And then they turned into a it used to turn into a gay bar at night, and the music there was everything. So anyway, I used to drive to this. I so the first time I ever went, I drove there and I sat outside the bar for like two hours, and didn't have the courage to go in. And I drove back home. Aww. I did this three times, like because I found out the night that it was to go whatever. Like I guess I found in the magazine or something. And I would go every like that whatever night it was. I think it was Monday, and I would just sit out there and I wouldn't go inside because I was so scared that like I would walk in and someone I knew would be there and they would just like out of me. Yeah. And guess who I walk? Guess who was there when I first walked in? Oh my god. My high school girlfriend. Stop it. <laughs> who knows my entire fucking family? Yes. So this is before next, oh, before I came out. Yeah. And so like I walk in there and I'm like, what the fuck? And I like see her and I automatically try to turn around. And it was like one of those TV moments where she's like, Donnie runs across the bar and then jumps into my arms. It was like, I knew it. I knew you were gay. And I was like, hold on, bitch. I'm not gay. I'm, I just thought that. <laughs> I'm at the wrong bar. I was like, wait, what is this place? I'm so confused. I'm lost. But and the it, music's great. I'll stay for a little while, maybe a drink or two. Let's catch up. Yeah, let's catch up, girl. So then anyway, so she um she's she's gay and she came out like I actually knew that she was gay before uh high school like ended because like I was a grade over her. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I graduated, she uh, came out in high school, which was oh, like, wow. wow, like, you know, like, that's fucking... You go, girl. You go, girl. And then, like, but out of all people, I just did not imagine seeing her anywhere in my life after high school. That's so wild. Yeah, and then we became, like, best friends um, after all this shit. Like, we were, like, hanging out. I would go to the gay bar with her, but I didn't come out to her, her, her herself 
um, for like maybe four months of going to this bar every goddamn Monday. Oh my god, yeah. dancing my ass off and then leaving. And I was just finally one day I was just like, "Look, girl, like, all right, I'm gay." And she's like, "I already knew. Like, it's okay. I'm not gonna tell your mom because she knows my whole family. Like, everyone knows her. Yeah, because we were like, like." together together in high yeah. school like we were supposed to get married type shit oh my like, god yeah and so like it was really fucking terrifying but anyway so then a couple years later i go on x and i come out that way and then it was kind of it was uh, to me it was the best way because it was like ripping a band-aid off like yeah t- tell everybody all at once and yeah, yeah so it was kind of so what did you nice do version. did you like tell your family to tune in on this night to watch no it? i literally just waited till the episode came out and like what? months after people like you know no, no one saw it at the same time so then like i'm starting i'm getting texts and calls and like people were like hey um there's it. somebody that looks just like you with the same name but they're gay and i was like um really and i was like tell me more <laughs> <laughs> i gotta kill this bitch yeah. my, my daughter <laughs> so anyway yeah um that's how i came out it was it was it, and it it, it kind of worked out, I think, in my for um, for me, just because it was easier than having that conversation one at a time with everyone, or yeah. you know, because I it was really uncomfortable, and it's still you know, it took me a really long time to be comfortable with my sexuality. Like even after that episode, I was telling people I was bi for like years. Oh yeah. After I, did I you know. do the bi thing too? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, like. When I came out, I didn't have it like planned or calculated. I kind of got in a fight with my dad when I was drunk with my brother and then kind of just blurted it out. Yeah, so mine was definitely not as calculated and thought out. I yeah, kind of outed but it's, myself. It was yeah. great. I mean, well, it, your, your drunk self outed you. Yeah. Because you probably wouldn't have done it without oh, yeah, that. That bitch was way more confident than me. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And like, right before that, I had. The first person I ever came out to was my, like, childhood best friend at the time. We, like, knew each other since, like, third or fourth grade. So I knew, like, I needed that, like, trial run. I had to yeah. say, like, how would a person who says they love me, but also at the same time I know that they've made, like, homophobic jokes and stuff. Like, yeah. Um, like, how would they take it? Like, because it would be way easier telling them than it would be to tell, like, my family. Yeah. And, you know, tears, crying. It was great experience. Um, and then... But I never had, like, any intention of coming out to my family, like, at all. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to grasp the idea of, like, like I said, I came out as bi. I had had girlfriends up until this point, And I had just started secretly dating that guy in college. And, yeah, it was just um, my mom was in the hospital at the time recovering. So it was just me and my brother and my dad at the house. Me and my brother were just drinking outside in the garage. And my dad came out to talk and chat with us. And we are just having, like, a little debate and conversation. And things got more and more heated. Mm-hmm. Until, like, the topic of, like, homosexuality came up and, you know, his religious viewpoint on it. And, um, basically, I had kind of just let it boil up and all those emotions had come out. And I had, before I, like, shouted it out, I had asked him, like, what he would do if my brother came out as gay. You know, that classic, like, oh... Diversion. Like, yeah, diversion. Look at this hand. <laughs> Look at that. Because this one's a huge ass yeah, dildo. Yeah. It's a butt plug. <laughs> Rainbow color, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so, and like, of course, his answer was immediately like, oh, I would immediately take him to the church with me, speak to the pastor, and we'd figure out how to fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Pastor John says that this, you're able to 
be fixed. That there's something uh, wrong with you psychologically or emotionally or the, basically the church will help fix you. Yeah. And I got so angry that I basically just like shout out like, well, I'm dating a guy. And then of course I realized what I said and just broke down crying and could not even handle what I had just did to myself. Oh my gosh. Cause I mean, I just came out to my now super religious dad who was basically going to like, if I had, like when I mentioned if my brother was gay, like my mm-hmm. dad basically was going to disown him unless he tried to change. And yeah, it, I mean, it took years for me and my dad to even like get to where we are now. And even then he never asks about my relationships. Oh no. Um, I mean, he's supportive. He'll, you know, we'll have dinner if I'm like, dating somebody he'll if it's serious enough like i'll introduce them to my parents also but he'll be around he's just he'll be around like but like when he doesn't treat you the same way as like your siblings like he won't ask you like your brother's like hey like how's your uh, wife doing today oh yeah 100 percent. he was nothing like that um i remember being in high school and then like just starting college and my brothers would be dating girls and it wouldn't even be serious they've been together for like a week and Mm -hmm. they would stay over and my parents wouldn't have a fit about it. Yeah. But as soon as I got in my first serious relationship, like I, I, like I said, I shouted coming out to my dad and I'd already been dating a guy for like three months at that point. Mm-hmm. And serious. so when things like we dated for two years and about like six months in, I was like, all right, this is serious. Like I, he had, he was a year older than me. He graduated uh, a year before I did and he didn't live in the area. So when I would come visit, I wanted him to stay because I didn't yeah. want to drive hours out and then have to turn back around and go back home. And my dad, I was still living at home. My dad denied me the chance to have him come over. My dad's like, no. Mm. Like, meanwhile, my brother had every other some girl. Skank, some skank. Like, yeah, some skank ass yeah, hoe. Some skank ass hoe. Um, By the way, hi to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just How you kidding. Doing, girl? Just joking. I don't know his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. What all the homies in the neighborhood do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what up, oh. yo? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I hope no. your brothers don't listen to this. You're going to be in so much trouble. Mm. I'm just saying. But obviously, I developed this new sense of like confidence to where I didn't take no as an answer. I stood my ground. I was like, if my brothers can have these random ass girls over, spending the night, shutting the door, like I'm trying to respect you and ask yeah, yeah. your permission. Yeah. At and least that. Yeah. Like I'm doing the respectful thing and you're going to deny me. I was like, no, I just straight up told him no. And then later that night, my boyfriend came over and stayed the night, but my dad was not happy. Wow. But I mean, what are you going to do? It was his journey. Yeah. And I mean, here we are today. He's definitely more supportive, but it's hard when you're raising that generation where you're told yeah. that homosexu- homosexuality is wrong and now your church is telling it's wrong too, but then your son is now the enemy and what are you going to do? Hate him or love him? Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, I'm pretty sure it's tough, but also it's like, that's your fucking kid though. Like, yeah, you have no choice. To love them, you know, cause that, you know, um, in America we have a lot of homeless youth, um, homosexual, homeless, homeless youth because, uh, their parents kicked them out after them, them coming out. Because of religion or, you know, and they turn to like prostitution or they turn to the streets and drugs. And some kids, they find this. um, We have this thing called um, houses. So, you know, there's a house mother, house father. And then they like, I don't know if you guys probably seen posed by now. So you guys probably know the whole, you know, setup of a house. But they're uh, they're meant to help 
you know, people who don't have their that family dynamic with their real family. So they find their own family, which, you know, a lot of people do. You know, and honestly, I kind of did that, too, because um, my family didn't actually um, banish me or, like, put me out or anything like that. But I thought in my head, because of their religion, that's how they would be. So I decided to take it upon myself to just fucking bounce out, like... And just not talk to anyone and like kind of did my own thing for a couple years. And in that time, like I found my own family, like outside of my family, because my family is a little crazy. And, you know, right now we're going through some family therapy to help with a lot of different things or whatever. But um, sometimes you just have to find that family. And that's, you know, good that we have that. But that kind of brings me to another point, though, is that like people who say that it's a choice to be gay. And it's like, but then who would choose to be shunned? Who would choose to like live on the streets? Because yeah, not to every be disowned to by be, yeah, like not everyone's story is you know positive like ours. Like you know, obviously we have some bumps to go over with our families, but yeah, but when it comes down to it, we were not thrown out of our homes. Yeah, we, and we, left to figure out what we'll do next. Yeah, so you know, and that 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 boggles my mind all the time to hear like conservative or religious people say like, "Oh, it's a choice." So you you choose that. I'm like, but who would choose that? Like, who? What sixteen year old would choose to be homeless? Yeah. I don't know. Not I don't know anyone that is like, "Hey, like today I'm gonna live on the streets because I choose to like dick or pussy." Yeah, like, I'm gonna go prostitute myself so I could eat for the night. Yeah, it, like, it, it it's, it's it's insane. I, I don't understand it. It's mind boggling. Exactly. Like, and uh, I yeah, but people use it for their narrative. Obviously, just like they're using like the Black Lives Matter movement for their narrative. Everyone wants to make it seem like it's like, okay. And, but like, no, there's no, but bitch. Like, yeah. it's just, this is my life. I'm living my life. Don't tell me how to live my life or, or what I'm doing in my life. Like wrong or right. Like yeah, you don't need to justify. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. eat two dicks. Like the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that fucking sucks, and it kind of hurts me. Um, but my dad, the so kind of speaking of your dad, like I, my relationship with my dad started off really well when I came out. Like, well, not I don't know if it was well, but like when I came out, so I didn't come out to my dad. Well, actually, I didn't come out to my dad because obviously he didn't see the show, so it was kind of so. like <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> never really came up. And then he uh, met this chick and had a baby with her. And she was like obsessed with me. Like she was like, "Oh my God, you're so handsome!" This, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? You should you should date my daughter. And I was just like, "Oh." <laughs> anyway, she's like, uh, "You should date my daughter." And she was like, "No, seriously. Like you guys should like really date. Like I think you should meet her. She's great." And I'm just like, "Oh." I was like, "Okay, yeah. Like all right, whatever." Yeah, the awkward. Yeah, 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 exactly. So then, like, she decides. This is back in the. Uh, MySpace days, she decides to like find me on MySpace because my dad didn't even have MySpace, so there's no way that she could have just like, yeah, you know, there was no connection to us at all. So like, she found me on MySpace, like using those detective skills. She yeah, got. used her her detective skills to figure some shit out, and like she went back and told my dad that she saw me like making out with guys on on MySpace, and like I had like half naked guys on my my page and all this shit. Now, mind you. I had just, I was still like in the blossoming of my homosexuality. So I was not as vulgar as I am now. (laughs) Then, (laughs) So she said that now she'd be absolutely right and on point. But back then 
I was a little more conservative, like you know. Yeah, it was a lot more filtered. And then the picture she was talking about was like me and my friend went out, and I was with the chick, and we met this guy who's a boxer, and he did take his shirt off for the picture, and he's like doing like a boxing thing, but she like over exaggerated the whole thing. Like it was like yeah, exactly. So then the next time I see my dad, like he's like, "Hey, can we talk?" And I'm like, "Sure, let's talk, sis." And he's like, "Um," he's like, "So, is there anything you want to tell me?" And I was like knows or anything you know like because yeah. i don't like that game like, no, bitch, yeah, like yeah. just go and say it info throw it out there say it i don't want to be playing this guessing game because there's a lot of shit that i've done done that i ain't told nobody so what did, what did you find out yeah, let right. me know shit has my sex tape leaked like what the fuck yeah so anyway he's like um he's like oh well um I don't know if this is true or not because you know i don't have my space and i obviously didn't want to see it but my girlfriend or whatever the fuck she was at the time like said that she saw you on myspace blah 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 whatever whatever and i'm like oh okay and i was like so i was like how do you feel and he goes well i i just would like to know like the truth or whatever and i'm like okay well listen sis i'm gay and that's just actually i think i told him i was bi at the time because i think i was still playing the bi card no i think by that time i was actually just like fucking i'm gay and he's like oh um He's, he like just gets like this this like look of like just utter sadness, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And then he's like, you know, um, I love you, you know, and I always will, and you'll always be my son. Like, you know, I, I I'll have your back through thick and thin. He goes, um, I just I just feel like a little like I did something wrong, and I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, I feel like maybe I wasn't in your life enough. Now, mind you, my dad's been in my life, my pretty much my whole life like he wasn't like a dismissive i play a lot on social media saying that my dad's in jail and i'll probably say like all the time that my dad's never around <laughs> but i think it's just so much funnier like it so really is. and it's hilarious and it's a stereotype that like i think it's hilarious like so but my dad was definitely in my life all throughout my childhood and most of my adult life or whatever and so he tells me that uh that he felt like it was his fault or whatever and then i was just like at the time, like I did not see see it for what it was. Like I was like, "Bitch, you're making this about you." Like, oh yeah, this they- is my coming out last like story, and you're making it about yourself. Like, okay, like now in hindsight, I'm like, "Girl, bye." Like you know, but he made it so much about him, and it's just like, "Oh, what could I've done?" This, that, and the other. So then, like, so at the time, my so my dad had a kid with this chick, and we're like probably like twenty two years apart in age mm-hmm. and so he's like well um he go, he's like well how are you gonna act towards your brother and i'm like i'm gonna fucking molest him like that's yeah, what yeah. i'm gonna do yeah what the fuck i'm gonna convert him yeah i'm gonna make him gay like and i and i really believe that he thought this because maybe like a year after all that like he just distance distance like distance further distancing mm-hmm. or whatever and then after a while it's just like fucking i'm not calling you if you're not calling me like yeah i ain't checking for you girl if you ain't checking for me i don't put the effort in when you ain't exactly so i have not talked to my dad in about 10 years um i think i sent him a i think i i think he sent me a text a couple years ago on my birthday and i was like bro bye like i didn't even text back because it was just like what yeah, is this for like bitch i ain't talked to you in two years and you want to tell me happy birthday now like keep it save it like bye so anyway, that's my relationship with my dad or lack thereof. But my relationship with my mom, we ain't even, that's a whole nother episode. So, um, but we're all going to therapy. I got my family in therapy, my siblings and my mom. And I think it's going really well. That's great. Definitely yeah. don't have any like negative thoughts towards therapy. Therapy is a super helpful, wonderful oh, thing. Oh my gosh. It is so helpful. I think all gays 
should yeah, have at least one session because yeah 100 percent. we need it yeah we all need it because we've gone like honestly most gays have gone through a lot of trauma whether it being from family or people in school bullying and all this stuff like so yeah you also have the identity crisis that you're dealing with you had this idea of yourself that you put out into the world for years and then once you come out you know oh my to god yeah you have, you have to, to like, now like figure out who it is that you truly are while also trying to shed the layers that you've kind of built over yourself over the years of basically trying to pass for straight. And yeah, I think it's very important that you seek out some type of, even if it's not a therapist, just a outlet for you to kind of get those feelings out and those frustrations that you like, we all deal with. Like, I mean, gays are, I mean, we're the only ones that have a coming out story. I know. Like, um, that is, yeah, it's like, it's so weird that no one else realizes, like, you never have to come out about your, especially, like, if you come out young. I think those people are the most bravest people in the whole fucking world. I have a friend whose son just came out um, not too long ago, and he's only 16. And that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, I have no idea who I was at that time. Yeah. And you're just how courageous you are to even do that to say it to the world <laughs> at such a young age is oh my gosh it's like so amazing and i i tell this kid all the time like so i've i've deemed myself his fairy godfather yes. um because like i want to make sure he gets that voice and that guidance that we don't have because growing up straight you know and i know that your siblings get that guidance from your parents most of the time on dating on love or whatever rather it being just from emulation like just seeing them is that a word i think i just made it no that's a word okay yeah i was like i'll make sure okay sometimes i'll make up fucking words and i'm like how that just go with it <laughs> just go with it um no but yeah they get to emulate their parents or they get that that birds and the bees talk or whatever yeah and we don't get that like we gotta learn all of our shit like i mean nowadays it's a little easier because you got online yeah, you got but there is nothing like that someone being there to guide you and that's why i want to be in this kid's life because like he is a little cutie and i was like hold up wait a minute it's a chopper because like i gotta make sure i keep all them boys up off him yeah, until it's the right time hello because these boys will drag you in the streets and ruin your life not to say all gays are like that because i love my community but there are some bitches like again we need to talk that's all saying we need to have therapy because there we've gone through so many traumas, you There's know. Some toxic energy out there in the gay community. Toxic and we toxic masculinity. To- like I feel like that's like oh, that's the biggest one that rampant. Oh my god! Like I that mask for mask shit really irritates. That's why that's why I make fun of it so much on um, Instagram, like with my memes, because to me that I don't. Well, it's just too much to even get in. We're gonna. That's another episode we're gonna get yeah. into for sure. One hundred. Because, yeah, that shit is just fucking crazy. Because I really, like, I don't understand, like, how someone's masculinity is a trait for a relationship. Yeah. Like, I get it. We're all attracted. We're all attracted to different things. Like, you don't get me wrong. I'm attracted to masculine guys. But I'm also attracted to feminine guys. Yeah, I'm not going to put out there that, like, I'm going... To only be into this yeah you know and what i love if it's real quick i'm sorry to cut cut that off because i want to hear that but speaking of like i love that you and your ex had did that full-on like drag beat down like 
and just was like that made me like fuck you guys were so comfortable in your like masculinity and sexuality with each other and i thought that was like the cutest bravest thing ever yeah if it was super empowering moment where i mean i've always been super fascinated by um well, i shouldn't say always um after coming out and embracing <laughs> yeah um uh the culture like i was super fascinated by drag right away especially had once i had uh, where I'm living currently, I have two mm -hmm. gay roommates and one of them is a drag queen. And it's, it's, it's a great feeling because drag takes you out of yourself and you get to put on a character, someone who's, you know, stronger, braver yes. than yourself and who doesn't give a fuck about what other people think. And so whether or not I struggle with femininity and masculinity like that night, just being in drag and seeing myself like was super empowering. And it wasn't about me necessarily being feminine. Mm -hmm. it, it was just feeling badass. Yeah, for sure. Sexy as fuck. Exactly. Because, you know, I've listened. I've done it for Halloween so many years and I just re-brought it back again in like what two, that was that 2019 yeah 2019. Halloween like I was a uh, my uh dr my new drag character uh see ya next Tuesday see ya next Tuesday and it is like it's like you know you get to you get to like be a, a character like I'm all about characters like I love costumes yeah. like Halloween's my favorite my favorite holiday over any other like I, that's the only holiday that really is important to me and you sh we should get paid that day and we all should have the day off like oh, that's just what i think 100 percent. halloween's all about not it's society puts all these restrictions on you and on that day people kind yes. of forgive you yeah for, like your inner freak out yeah yeah and i'm a huge freak like i and that's why i freaking love it i'm like I can just be who and what the fuck ever I want to be, the, which I am. Yeah, I have a billion. The better. Yeah, because I have a billion uh, personalities in my head. And that day, one of them gets to come out or a mm -hmm. couple because sometimes I'll one year, one year I was like four different things on on one day. <laughs> like everything I did, I went, I went and changed. <laughs> I just love it. Because I couldn't, I couldn't figure, I couldn't pick just one costume. And I was like, I have to be all these things. Yes. So I was all those things and I loved it. So I'm never like whenever I go. So whenever I do like a Halloween party, I don't ever go as the same costume to the next party. Uh -huh. I, I'm like, no, you have to be something different. Like, fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not basic. I ain't no basic bitch. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did I do? Okay. We went to that Halloween party, but what did I do on Halloween day or night? Do we do anything? No, because I met you up at the party didn't i you and yeah, autumn yeah. yeah oh we went we okay me autumn and shannon went out to um uh to pj's on halloween night oh really yeah okay and that night i was a priest with a uh i had a dildo tucked in my pants and so every time <sighs> like i would i was so like i and i had a i had a bible i had like the priest gown i had the hat all of the whole nine yards my glasses yes. and i would tell people to get down and pray and when they would get down and pray i would lift up my my uh <laughs> thing and i would stick the dick like on their cheek and a lot of guys did it and they wouldn't realize that there was a dick on the side of their cheek until like they looked down <laughs> oh my fucking god or i wait someone took a picture and it was the funniest shit ever like i had so much fun that night like it was amazing so thanks adam for your um dodo even though it wasn't black mm. it's okay 
Um, she's fronting. She, right. That's what I was like. How you got a white dildo and you ain't seen a white. Sorry, Autumn. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. Not don't mean to front you. But we know what you advertise. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Back to what you were saying earlier. See, we sidetracked so much. <laughs> <laughs> full snort. I'm keeping that in. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, so my friend's son, he's 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 so brave because he's coming out or he's came, came has come out, and I always tell him like, and I don't think I stress it enough. I'm like, because he always t- says that like I was an inspiration to him because he sees how comfortable I am and how like out and proud out and are. proud I am and like how like I'm good with being in my skin. And I tell him like, dude, you don't even realize that you are like literally a light years ahead of me because i didn't come out till i was 25 yeah and here he is at 16 16 years old i was like so just imagine where you're going to be at 25 and then imagine where you're going to be when you're my age at 21 you know Uh, so like um just we digress (laughs) (laughs) so when you're my age at like 22 and you start to see, like, you're going to be so much more developed than I am. And, like, you're going to be a billion. And also, like, the way society's moving, it's not going to be, like, how it is today. Oh, no. Everybody's going to probably be gay by then. But still, the point is you are a a, a, a pioneer. Yeah, towards this new yeah. bright future for gays. Yeah, this new world where we're all going to be mixed, gen- mixed and gender fluid and... um gay or bisexual no, everyone's be bisexual yeah. yeah everyone's just i would love to live in that world happy on the spectrum of not necessarily having to categorize yourself I yeah mean, because it's definitely societal identity yeah like I, I definitely love being able to identify with a certain group but mm-hmm. i mean hopefully in, in the future we won't have to separate ourselves as much yeah and create differences i mean if we're all just one a people a people and yeah. open to the idea that sexuality is very fluid yeah gender is very fluid it is and i mean you guys can all look up on the it's called the kinsey scale um kinsey had, was this world-renowned sex doctor like in the i want to say like the fit 40s and 50s mm-hmm. way before his time like it's so it's so crazy like there's this uh, he has a book i forgot the name of it but there's also like a biopic about his life and it was just like insane seeing like where he was so many light years ahead of like he should have been in this era like you know when they you know those memes were like this guy's living in 3030 like because they're like so he was that like original meme yeah and like so anyway the kinsey skill basically says that um everyone has like a level of homosexuality and um heterosexuality and it's just like where you fall no i guess not even a heterosexual it's just a, a scale of homosexuality yeah and you can either be like on the far end and be one which is pretty much heterosexual and you may have a couple gay thoughts every once in a while or you're like us and just oh, boom ba poo like give me the d wake up with a dick in my mouth in my mouth you can't wake up without a bowl of special K, and I'm talking about drugs yeah. and <laughs> and some dick. How you doing? <laughs> the best part of waking up is some ball sack in your cup. Ooh, we should do a commercial. That's that's that sounds so good. I love that. Right, ball sack in your cup. Love you, mom. <laughs> I'm sure she's not listening. <laughs> she can't even turn her computer on. <laughs> computer computer <laughs> siri look for gay podcasts funny gay and black 
<laughs> okay, so um, but I mean, going back to like your friend though, like that's like super important thing. I think is super important to talk about is having like somebody to look up to. So mm-hmm. I can see him seeing you as this idol or uh, somebody who could follow mm-hmm. and look up to. And that's great for people now because more people have come out and there's more exposure. You're seeing more visibility out there. But I mean, for us, when we were coming out, I mean, I don't have anyone in my family that's gay. I'm the only one on both sides. And I didn't really have any really gay friends or anyone to look up to. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been so oh my gosh. beneficial for me oh. if I had just had at least one person. Oh my gosh. That could just give me advice. Yeah. Tell and just me what guide to do, you. what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or not even guide, but just to, just to have that like sense of I'm not alone. Yeah. And I'm not just a whole. Well, oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you are what you are. You is what you is. So, <laughs> no do, do you like big ones or small ones? <laughs> then you ain't that straight, is you? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Carol Baskins. Um, no, that yeah, no, that is so important. Like, and that's and I do want to be that for him because like it would have been so awesome to have. And that actually is a. I had a question about that. Um, but I'll get I'll get to that in a little bit. But anyway, it would have been so great to have that. But um, so who did you idolize growing up? Who was your gay idol growing up? Because even even if they weren't out and gay, because I don't or not even out and gay, just someone you you saw and was like, wow, he's in his skin and he's comfortable and he's him or her. Um, I mean, like the first one that comes to mind is um, growing up, my aunt had this like gay best friend. Okay. Always come to family functions. He was like family. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone in the family always categorized him as like that very flamboyant, super feminine gay. I mean, he had uh, frosted blonde tips. Oh, he was gay gay. He was gay gay. He had the Ooh. button up silk shirts, <gasps> but like, you know, like four Ooh, buttons undone. Four buttons loose. Yes. Chest a little bit chest out. hair. Oh, oh yes. Ooh. White jeans. What color shoes. chain? Fuck gold. Yes. He was all of my life. Mm. Yes, daddy. Yeah. But like he was, he never held back. I mean, he was always super comfortable at family functions and that's just who he was, despite whether or not people gave him dirty looks or made him feel any less than himself. He was just so confident and so happy with who he was that, I mean, that was someone that I got to look up, but also at the same time was super fearful because of, my, you know, straight brother's reactions to how oh my gosh, yeah, how gay he is, yeah, and like, and how like sickening it is, and not the sickening that we're serving now. Sickening, no. Um, yeah. So like, I sadly didn't really have very many gay idols in my life that I personally knew. I mean, I had celebrities, and okay, well, who's a celebrity? Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is super basic, but like Neil Patrick Harris, like having this straight life, being famous on television for playing straight characters, but then in the real world, just being super comfortable with his husband and their kids. And as time goes on, they're like, like showing the world that, I mean, it's okay to be gay. You could be happy, happily married have kids, have a family, still have that 
basic idea of the American dream that everyone struggles so hard to get and be homosexual. Like And be happy. Like be, Yeah. Was Not he be, how like was he out when you were I guess so, because you're pretty young. I'm twenty seven. I've been yeah. out for like five years. So yeah, he's been out since I came out for sure. Yeah, he's been out for I mean, not a long, long time, but he was out when he was doing How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's right. He was on that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It was just like, but he didn't play a gay character on there, right? No, he played a total straight horn dog. Really? See, I didn't um, watch that show. Oh, I didn't either. I hate you so much. You're fucking fired. I know you're going to call me out. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, did you at least watch Doogie Hauser? Yeah. Okay. Like he was a young doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I think he came in like right after Melrose Place or 90210, one of those fucking shows. Yeah. I didn't really like, I wasn't into all the shows, but obviously like that was the shit when I was growing up, so everyone else was watching it, so like I had to like at least be up on it somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Pretend like you're. Yeah, like I'm into. It. I'm like, oh my god, yes. I'm Samantha's cool sucking somebody's dick. I don't know, whatever. Um, you know who mine would be? Um, I don't know if you remember the show. You probably wait. Well, no, I know you're way too young, but I don't know if you're into old like TV. But mine's was a uh, Paul. Um, Paul, I think it's Lindy from Bewitched. He was like the was super he the main. No, he was the like uh, cousin Arthur. He was okay. yeah. He was the gay kind of like flamboyant like character on that, mm-hmm. and like he was and he also was on Hollywood Squares for oh yeah years like as the center square, which was like super big because like you know center fucking, you're fucking center yeah. square like Whoopi Goldberg was center square for a really long time, mm-hmm. so it was an honor. But anyway, um. I, to me, to me, like that was like one of the first uh, out. Well, not he wasn't even out, but like gay presenting uh, characters on TV. So like, I really was like glued to him, and also he was fucking hilarious on Bewitched. So if you ever got the chance, go look at episode of Bewitched with him on it. He's like the funniest fucking person. Like he was just hilarious, and I loved it. So um, he was probably one of mine, I think. And then. Um, I really didn't like it. Like I was talking about this on my last episode about being the only gay family member. And statistically there's no way that we're the only gays in our family. Okay. I'm the only out gay person. In right. My family. But I mean, that's what I mean. But yeah, like out and gay, but there has to be some other homosexuals. I mean, yeah. Going off of like statistics. Yeah. I mean, there would have to be more gay people in my family, but yeah, um, none that are out and proud. No, mm. that's always like the when I first came out, it was like front page news. Like, Same here. Yeah, but well, mine was literally on the news. Like yeah, today was, at the Laugh Factory, someone yeah. couldn't tell a fucking joke, <laughs> so he got booted. <laughs> Boo, bitch! Next, that's hilarious. Um, so being the only gay, and it that was because I'm sure we had the same experience. It was like the loneliest thing ever. Oh yeah. Have you ever, like, growing up, ever just had the thought, like, of, like, committing suicide because you were just like, this is so lonely, no one understands me, I don't 
know who I am. If you feel comfortable talking about it, if you don't, it's totally fine. Um, I know that's super a gotcha question, huh? Like, uh, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> we get spot. <laughs> but again, if you don't feel like talk, if you're not comfortable talking about it, it's a okay. I totally understand. I personally, I did have that growing up. I had those thoughts because I just always felt it would be so much easier if I was not here because it was so difficult, like being in, like trying to move through this heterosexual world and being feeling like I'm the only gay person on the world and just like feeling so lonely yeah like prior to having this like tribe that i've created over the years definitely um multiple times in high school Mm -hmm. um i like i i don't know how i was not out already i was on like the dance team (laughs) there was like a a, a competing hip-hop dance no that i was on yeah go go Mm. go Mm. Who's mm. next? <laughs> Fuck. Welcome to the station. You're going frosty. You're laughing, but that's definitely what I was called. <laughs> oh, yeah. My God, I need videos, uh, pictures, and motherfucking everything oh you have on that. At trophies. My, at my parents' house, I still have a sweater with frosty printed right on the back. Next yeah. time I see you, you better have that shit on. DVDs of competitions. You already know it, bitch. I need to see all this. Like yeah. you, there's a whole side of you. So me and Sean actually have only known each other for about a, ooh, a year and some change yeah, now. A year and some change. So we're like, you know, but we instantly bonded. And so there's a lot of your history, your past that I don't know about, like that I need to discover. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. I'm just, it's a deep. Cause well I did not of, know Frosty was a person. Yeah. And he's not just a snowman. <laughs> he's not just, and he doesn't come around just on Christmas. Oh, he comes all the time. Oh, he comes all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, no, like, um, I remember like, I knew that if I came out, I wouldn't be the only gay kid at school, but I, I, for some reason felt so different than everybody else that if I did come out, I still would have been so alone. Mm-hmm. And like just secluded from everybody else. And especially with like at this time, like I had mentioned earlier with my dad finding religion and just feeling like if I were to come out, no matter what, I would be unhappy and eventually would go to hell. Yeah. And so I figured it'd be so much easier, not only just for me, but for my loved ones, if I just weren't here anymore, didn't have to deal with it anymore. And I mean, luckily I was in like a strong enough mind or strong enough place uh, in my head to where I never acted on those feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, they were constantly just bubbling there at the surface. I mean, for years, I that self-hatred. Oh my gosh, the self-hatred. Yeah, it's just so real. And I mean, we don't really talk about it much, but I mean, you can go into some really dark corners of your mind where it doesn't matter if you have so much going on for you in the world. Mm -hmm. Like if you feel alone, like there is no there's, yeah. worse oh my feeling, gosh. not one. Like it's like you just feel so helpless, so helpless and dark, and like there's no way to dig yourself out of a hole. If you don't love yourself, like <sighs> that's why I get so upset when I hear people again say how this is a choice. I would have never chosen to be that fucking depressed as a kid. Yeah, like or you're supposed to be super looking forward to the future. Oh my I gosh, condemned yeah. my future. Oh, me too. Like, I didn't think I'd, I mean, I'm so grateful to where I am today, but I never thought any of this was possible that I could be living my best true self. Hey man. So yeah. I live for that. Yeah. It's all a journey. It is a journey. Like it, like they say, 
it definitely gets better. Like it yeah. really does. Like it Whoever seriously gets. Like, yeah, it definitely gets better. Yeah, because it takes it takes a, a it's a journey, and you know, just like I was saying with my friend's son, like the weight lifted off of them. Like and he's like, I feel ten pounds lighter, oh. and it's like you definitely do because like it's like you're like oh my gosh like. I can start being me. Yeah, the weight of like, the secret. Yeah, the just, secrets, the hiding, the the not knowing, like, and, and you know, the, the part that, like, really, like, is sad is, like, thinking, like, I'm never going to be in love with anyone, which I probably never will be, but at least I'm happy with it now. I mean, but they'll be in love with you, and that's all that matters. And that's all that matters, mm. you know? So, um, yeah, it's definitely a struggle, but, again, it does get better. And, actually, I hope this, this episode reaches, like, a young person and hopefully helps them with their coming out um, story or not even story, but their journey. Yeah, it is a story after all, yeah. but their journey and then have this funny moment where you can come back on a podcast and talk about it with your beautiful gay black friend. Yes. Yes. Funny, loud and gay. How you're doing. Mm. Mm. She's somebody. Somebody. <laughs> but um, so, oh, shit. God damn it. I just hit my. Um, what is that? Your the back of your, your heel. My heel. <laughs> my Achilles. My Achilles Hill. Um, but anyway, if you guys, if anyone's feeling like dark and feeling like there's no way out, please uh, call the suicide hotline. The phone number is 1-800-273-8255. So again, like make sure it's the national suicide hotline. You guys can talk to somebody that truly loves you. Or, and if you need to talk to anybody, you can even call me. Like I'm here, like hit my DM. I'm funny, loud and gay underscore in between each word. I like, I'm here to listen, take questions, answer questions, like just be there for you. Like, cause everyone needs that someone. Yeah. 100%. Like know the supports out there. Um, reach out to anybody. Yeah. Uh, you got my Instagram. You got at Shawnee Bravo. Shawnee Bravo. Shawnee how you Bravo, doing? Three N's. Yes. Yes. Cause not shoot a message. Cause one N just isn't enough. It's, I mean, it was already taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, you, or you can hit his new dog page up. At. Oh, yeah. My, my dog has a page now. It's called Simon the Pup Wonder. Simon the Pup Wonder. And he already has more followers than me. God damn it. He uh, is an ally. So He is an ally. I gives, saw his little rainbow bow tie. It was yeah, so cute. He gives great advice. He loves with all of his heart. <laughs> And he too likes to show his booty hole like his daddy. Okay. And it's pink, you guys. Very pink. Very pink. Not Sean's, but the dog's. No, he gets his regularly bleached. Yeah, Sean's is a is a, is a pretty rusty brown, like, but I love it. And people like it. It's rustic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that's in now. It's in now. Your asshole is sold at uh fucking World Market. World Market. So get get your Sean asshole at hey. World Market today. <laughs> Big summer blowout. I'm always here to promote. <laughs> That's what we're here for, you yes. know? So, anyways. We're here for the people and the businesses. We're here for the people and the businesses. So, um, we are going to wrap this show up. You, um, Sean, I love, 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 love you. Thank you so much for coming on Funny, Loud, and Gay. I really appreciate it. And, like, thank you for sharing your story because it is so important. And someone, I hope, is reached by this. Yeah, I am super grateful for you having me on here um it's definitely much more than just a podcast i mean you're reaching out to people thank helping you. people who you have no idea i mean they're complete strangers yeah or their you. friends or their whatever the connection is i'm i'm hoping that these words get out there and somebody hears them and feels that they're 
loved, loved, yeah. and that the world is going to welcome them with open arms because you're amazing just the way you are. There's don't go off of what society believes. Don't go off what you think that your family wants for you. Like, and also don't go off of what you your uh, population, your popularity on Instagram, and especially on Grinder. Okay, because mm-hmm. that ain't shit. No, you'll find but anyway, out real quick. Hit me up on Grinder. Name is. Daddy Dog Lover 999. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> That's all the name. It's how you doing also in there. So <laughs> make sure you get all of that. It's a pretty long name. Yeah, every other I'm, letter I'm is unique. capital. <laughs> Except for the, G, the G's and dog. <laughs> or doggy. Doggy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are a fool, and I love you so much, and I'm uh-huh. so ha- I'm like, ugh. I'm, we haven't, like I said, we haven't seen each other in months, and so it's so good to see your pretty little face. Uh, thank you. It's so good to see yours as well. Thank you. Yes. All right. So, again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. It's funny, loud, and gay, underscore in between each word. And don't forget to go on the website, funnyloudgay.com to see some merch that I have coming out soon. Um, we're going to be launching um, to shortly, I believe this month finally. I know I've been saying it, and, you know, it's just really hard during a pandemic times to, like, tough. yeah, times are tough for people, like, and I want to make sure I do this right and make sure I put my merch out there because this is my baby and I love it. So, you know, and I would like to thank everybody for the support. Uh, shout out to Canada. We love you and I see you. Um, shout out to the UK. I know you guys out there. And also, shout out to every country that that's out here supporting the Black Lives Matter movements. We see you. I see you in London out there doing it. I see you in Canada out there doing it. You guys know who you're talking. I'm talking about. Um, and I see everyone in the, in the country like doing it because, like, you know, U.S. is on fire right now, and we're not going to stop until we get equal rights. Okay. That's right. So this is Donnie Darko signing out. I love you guys so much. Ciao. <laughs>